On today's podcast, I am talking with Danielle Christie, founder of Savor the Kitchen. Danielle is a health coach and is helping busy moms overcome the overwhelm in the kitchen and stress less about what their family is eating. I love that. I'm a mom. Dinner time can be stressful sometimes, especially when my kids were little, little. So we talk all about what Danielle does through her one-on-one coaching program and how she specifically hones in on adding more colors to your plate and how adding more colors to your plate can add more colors to your life. I loved this conversation because it is stressful at dinner time sometimes. Or you walk in the door and everybody's asking you, what's for dinner? (laughs) Or, you know, sometimes even I've got stuck in that mess of making different meals for everyone at dinner time. And or making something new and no one likes it. Danielle has so many tips on how to get your kids involved in the kitchen so that they can use all of their senses to learn about the food they are eating, as well as they will probably even want to try it. As a reminder, you can find all the show notes over on our sponsored blog, badtothebull.com forward slash 40. Okay, let's dive in and learn how to savor our time in the kitchen. It's time to adapt to a plant-based palate, minimize waste, and respect our environment. Hello, we are Joe and Sarah Hayes, and we are the hosts of the Bowl of Life podcast, where we are encouraging you to join the plant-forward food movement. It's time for vegetables to move from the side of your plate to the center, and we are here each week to help you do that. So if increasing your vegetable consumption and limiting your animal proteins sounds like a win-win to you, go grab a spoon or fork and let's dive into learning more about how you can be plant forward. Hello and welcome back to the Bull of Life podcast. Today I'm excited to have Danielle Christie on the podcast to talk about why and how to eat the rainbow. Danielle is a health coach and founder of Savor the Kitchen, where she is passionate about helping busy moms make healthy cooking be delicious and fun. I love her mantra of how adding color to your food will add color to your life. Oh my gosh, as being plant-based, I love I love that phrase. I might have to steal that and use it. Today, we're going to talk about all about how to savor the kitchen with less stress and how to get the family on board with eating the rainbow. But enough about my chattering. Let's meet Danielle. Hey, Danielle, thanks for being on the podcast. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what led you to, you know, wanting to teach others about eating the rainbow and especially busy moms to help their families more whole foods? Hi, Sarah, and thank you so much for having me on. Um, For me, I have been passionate about the kitchen and cooking since I was little. Um, I grew up with, I'm from California. I currently live in Park City, Utah. Um, Nature is kind of my home. I love being in the outdoors. And um, growing up, my grandma and grandpa always had a garden. And so I was always in the kitchen with my grandma when we would go there for Sunday dinners. And I just absolutely loved it. I would get so excited when I would get there and see if the beets had grown or if the zucchini or tomatoes or whatever vegetable um, we were growing at the time was ready for me to pick. It just brought so much joy and excitement. Um, I also grew up with, I'm very grateful 
Um, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, so we always had family dinners as much as we could during the week, even though my brother and I were in sports a lot. Um, she really prioritized that because that's how she grew up as well. And I just really love those um, building connections. And eating the rainbow, I have come to that concept kind of over the years. Um, I've always been the one, kind of the weird kid that had the huge hump, like the huge section of vegetables on my plate. My parents would always laugh. Um, <laughs> but I really do think it's an important way to nourish our bodies and get all the nutrients that we need, um, especially nowadays for how much kind of processed foods and easy, quick, convenient foods are available to us um, that make us crave the sugars and things that aren't so great for us. Mm. So I really love um, just kind of counting colors and not calories and really bringing joy back to the family, um, to the family table and kitchen and bring the heart of the home, make it be the heart of the home again. Cause I feel like that has been lost a little bit. Yeah, that's so, so true. I totally agree with you on all of that. And I love that count the colors, not the calories. We just live in this, you know, kind of diet calorie obsessed world. But when you are eating the rainbow, you really, you don't have to worry about that, which is amazing, right? Yeah, exactly. It takes the stress out of it. You don't have to weigh things. You don't have to, it just, honestly, it, it makes, makes it so much easier. Like I like to, I like to have a big, I have a huge bowl and I have a giant salad every day. Um, and that kind of, that starts, starts my day off right. And it, I get in as many colors as I can and good quality proteins and fats. So I'm able to absorb all those nutrients. Um, it's just really, and it's also fun for the taste buds. Yeah. Cause I feel like the more, the more textures and colors you get, like cabbage texture is very different than say a raw onion or, or caramelized onion. You know what I mean? So getting those different textures and flavors is also a great way as well. Oh, that's a really good point. I don't think I'd ever thought about that. You know, I think about like spices and stuff like that, how that, you know, so, but I never thought about like how that texture, that is such a good point. I, I love that. So kind of to transition into um, your business about helping moms savor the kitchen, you know, I know you mentioned, um, you know, your mom, you know, was fortunate to be a stay at home mom. And, you know, so was mine, but so many moms these days are so busy, you know, even if they do stay at home, maybe they're, you know, homeschooling or virtual homeschooling, and they're still trying to manage all these schedules or you work outside the home and you're so busy and rushing around all the time. And it's just like the kitchen, you know, always seems to be where everybody gathers. It's the heart of the home, but you know, it can be a bit complicated as well, especially when it comes to like getting your family, your kids, your husband to eat healthier food choices and make dinner time a priority, or even, you know, to stop that, like that, you know, mom has turned suddenly into a short order cook. You know what I'm saying? Like she's making like five different meals and it's like, whoa, what? Like, no wonder, like, dinner time is so messy and complicated, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And it doesn't, it does not need to be that way. Um, I think that's another thing that we need to work back towards is just keeping things simple. And also, even if you have, 
certain family members who don't eat meat or who only eat certain things and things like that, you can still make it in a way to where everybody in a sense is um, happy, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And you brought up simple, which is actually, I love how you've broken down the word saver. You know, it's not only for your, you know, your business name, but you actually have like actionable tips behind each letter of that. And the first one is simple. And can you tell us a little bit about that? Like what, um, what are some ways to like simplify that, that kitchen dinner time, all of that stuff? So the first thing I always love to do, um, with my clients or family members or just anyone in general is really, (laughs) excuse me, um, take it back to the basics. So by simple, giving you the tools and techniques to live a healthy lifestyle from getting you the quick ingredients in your pantry, your fridge, and your freezer, and just giving you basic recipes. So say you want to make, um, you only have, you just got home and it's the kids are screaming at you and they want dinner right away in the pantry. You grab your favorite tomato sauce, grab um, a can of beans or, and your favorite, or if you already have some, maybe spaghetti squash and you're, you want to do like a pasta night or something, or you are a gluten-free person and you cook up a bunch uh, of like a box of pasta by the time you boil the water, throw the pasta in, saute some vegetables with some garlic and some seasonings, a bunch of veggies like onions, mushrooms, peppers, and greens in a pan, throw that um, jarred sauce in, and boom, drain your noodles and you kind of have dinner. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, so simple, right? Like. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, you brought up and the kids are screaming for dinner and that's always how my kids are, you know, we're not on the go as much in the last year, but, um, it was always that like minute we're walking in the door, still have my keys in my hand and what's for dinner, mom. I'm like, yeah. well, literally my, I still have my shoes on and keys in my hand. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's also back to the simple is teaching you how to meal plan and meal prep and just like keeping an inventory of what you have on hand. Mm. So it, when those last minute kind of, you need those last minute quick dinners, you kind of have grab, I like to call them the, the grab and goes, you know what I mean? Like mm. your go-to meals that even maybe if you had it last week, it's still going to happen again this week, but you use some different flavors or seasonings and spices. And that makes it a little bit different. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of that, that approachable, right? So the A in savers, that the, it doesn't have to be so complicated, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I always feel like, um, you know, the whole meal prep thing, you know, people get maybe a little intimidated, like, oh, I don't want to give up like all my weekend meal prepping, but really it can be pretty simple, right? Absolutely. I like to tell, I like to break it into three categories you're kind of a basic meal, meal prepper, a batch meal prepper, and then like a full on meal prepper. So basic, I would, I like to say you're kind of, you're boiling those hard boiled eggs. So you have those for snacks, you're cooking a couple grains or beans, you're roasting a couple sheet pans of vegetables, and that's it takes you an hour max. Yeah. And then kind of the batch person is, oh, maybe I'll make a soup or maybe I'll meal prep some salad jars or overnight oats for the week. 
plus those veggies and greens. And then like the big, the, the full on meal prepper is making the, um, the, the chickpea curries and the salads and kind of baked eggplant Parmesan or, you know what I mean? Like more the meals. Um, so I really try and figure out kind of what way they want to approach and what works best for their life, your lifestyle, and Mm. then go from there. Yeah, that's such that's such a good tip. Kind of like what fits into your lifestyle, and you know, it makes me think. A couple years ago, on um, you know, being plant based, eat a lot of vegetables. But in the summertime, you know, grilled vegetables are so good. And so one night, I was like chopping vegetables, and I'm like, man, I already got the mess on my counter. What if I just like chopped all the vegetables up and stored them in my fridge for easy dinners on other nights. So I was like, it's already messy here. And it's only going to probably take me like 30 minutes more to chop everything up. That's really not that much time. Like to say, cook it once, you eat it twice (laughs) for certain things. You really like, especially when it comes to vegetables and um, kind of beans and soups and stews, make a big batch. You're already doing it. You know what I mean? Just, just, maybe keep it sometimes a little bit, like if you're doing roasted vegetables, like my go-to is um, toss it with a little avocado oil, salt and pepper. And then right when it comes out of the oven, I toss it with some lemon zest, grated garlic and herbs. Oh, so easy. Yeah, it's super easy and super flavorful. But throughout the week, say you want, you can really add it to any kind of bowl or salad or dinner you're making with whatever the flavors, whether you're going Italian or Mexican, you know what I mean? Cause it, it's pretty basic. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, again, that's so simple, but sometimes it's like that simple things, you know, like we don't think of, and we have to like learn the approachable way to doing it. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I think that's a trap too. Like, um, if people get it, like they do think, oh, well that specific, those veggies with the lemon zest were only for that one meal. And they forget like, you know, so they go on and they make a whole nother meal and they, it just gets complicated. Whereas, you know, like, I love that you're giving them the tools and the ideas and putting the thoughts into their head that like, you know, cook once, eat multiple times, you know, mix it up. And, you know, I just think, like you said, people need those, that framework, that tools to, to do that. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it, it can get so overwhelming with social media and Pinterest and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And just really trying to find what works for you, kind of like our diets, you know, yeah. and so you got to find what works for you. Cause if you try and copy someone else, it could be miserable. Right. Yeah. Or if, if every night and I, I love Pinterest, don't get me wrong. I love looking yeah. up recipes on Pinterest. I'm sure you do too. But if I were to sit down, or not sit down, but if I were to go in the kitchen every night and make a Pinterest worthy meal, well, yeah, you know what? By the end of the week, I'm going to be a little burnt out. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're going to be exhausted. <laughs> not only that, the time, the time and money you wasted on that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yeah, because, you know, you could easily have some of that for leftovers, but too, like, it's just going to make you not want to cook because it just got really complicated all of a sudden. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love that you're bringing, you know, you're teaching these simple, approachable ideas um, 
you know, to help busy moms just realize, you know, it, it can be easy. It can, you know, not be complicated. And so what do you recommend, like, um, kind of in that simple approachable way, like, um, and maybe we'll touch on this on the organized, but like for stocking the pantry, like what are some like good pantry staples? For me, I'm a bit, well, I think bulk sections are opening back up in a way, (laughs) Um, but I love getting uh, some good sauces. So Primal Kitchen is kind of my go-to. I love their products because you don't have to worry about any added sugars or bad oils or anything Mm. like that. And a lot of their sauces and dressings um, cater both to as marinades and um, sauce uh, dressings as well. But I'm also love as far as like condiments and things. I love like Dijon mustard and capers, um, sun dried tomatoes. They're really those simple things that add a ton of flavor. Yeah. And also in the pantry, um, I love keeping grains. So from farro to quinoa to um, millet, I love kind of having a little, some wild rice, the ones that are really nutrient dense, but also add a kind of different textures and flavors, depending Mm. on what you're wanting to make. And I'm also a huge nut butter girl. So I love having good nut butters to make sauces or even for breakfasts and lunches and things like that. I'm huge on that. And then also just having some good quality olive oil, I think is really important Mm. and, and spices, um, some good key spices, but you don't need the whole 24 pack. (laughs) I I really like to break it down for people to about eight spices and then one or two spice blends, depending on the types of foods the family loves. Um, but yeah, those are kind of my staples. I personally am not a big snacking person, so I don't keep snacks in the house. I'm more of a meal girl. Um, but if people do like snacks, I do um, more of the like flax or almond meal kind of crackers and things like that. Mm. Keep it more on the the nutri- nutrient dense side because I like to th- I like to tell people if you're going to eat something. And it's not that nutrient dense, make sure you enjoy or enjoying it, whether it's a cookie or whatever it is. But if it's something you're going to kind of have a go-to all the time, make sure you're getting some nutrients out of it. Don't we kind of, you know what I mean? Don't waste your time. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like start to see it as fuel, right? Food is fuel. Like (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So um, I really love that. And I love to also just home make a lot of sauces. So I'm a big, I love to make like dairy-free cashew creams and chimichurris and pestos. And again, I'll make a big batch, but then I'll freeze it in ice cube trays. Mm. And so I have, whenever I'm kind of wanting it, I just pop out a a couple squares of the ice cube tray and add it and add it straight to the meal. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good tip. And just so these are, you know, just simple ideas, but it's like, sometimes we just need the tools to, you know, to start implementing it or, you know, to start changing it, you know, up and stuff like that. Um, so we have S, the simple, we have A, the approachable, and we have V, the variety. So, um, yeah, you already mentioned, you know, eating, you know, the colorful plate type of thing. You, you, you know, have liked that ever since you were a kid. But, you know, for some moms out there that are like, oh, 
my kids hate vegetables. Like how, what are some tips on getting your kids to, you know, just be more open-minded and about that variety out there in the world? (laughs) Absolutely. So I first um, think it's important to get them involved, whether that's helping you pick out, write out your grocery list, or if you're at the grocery store, I like to challenge people, pick one new fruit or vegetable a week that you've never really cooked with or tried. Mm. And I also love to use the five senses with kids. Um, So if there's a fruit or vegetable that they don't really love, break it down to the five senses. So ask them like, how does it look? What does it look like? What does it remind you of? And then what does it taste like? What does it smell like? Um, When you're eating it, or if you break it in half like a carrot, what does it sound like? So trying to teach them kind of in a way using those five senses, but also it kind of, I feel like gets them more aware and kind of more excited to learn. Mm. Um, And there's also a little thing I love to do is, you know, like the Christmas chain that we would make when we were kids to count down the 25 days of Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I did something like that, but for eating the rainbow. So you get um, construction paper, each color of the rainbow, and then you cut it into the little strips. And for each color, you write down a fruit or vegetable on that color. And then next to it, you're going to write one piece of nutrition information, what season it's grown in, and then what it one of the five senses or what it tastes smell like or something like that. And then you do that through as many colors and fruits and vegetables as you want. And then each day, um, the kids will rip one off and read that information about it. And that's kind of their way of learning, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's such a cute idea. And such a good, like easy way just for kids to learn more, you know, about what's, what's in the fruits and veggies that they're putting in their bodies. And like, you know, I think we've always heard like, okay, well, your carrots, you know, describe those as like, what they're your superpower, you know, (laughs) type of type of thing, but, but it goes beyond carrots, right? (laughs) Yeah. And that's a great thing. I love also about the seasons that when they change, um, like we're coming into spring. So like, like asparagus time, radish time, and all these fun vegetables that maybe aren't as frequent on the dinner table. But if you approach it as more of a learning task and then just ask, have the kids tell them they just have to try it once. And then once they try it once, if they absolutely hate it, they don't have to try it again for a couple days, for a couple weeks. But then you want to continually still reintroduce it. So it kind of goes back to where mom feels like she's a short order cook because the kids don't like certain things, but I feel like the more, the more we put it in front of kids and the more we positively talk about it. Um, cause I think that's another big thing is the way sometimes we don't even realize we're commenting about certain foods, right. That puts certain perceptions into, um, kind of everybody's brain. You know what I mean? So whether like growing up, my dad hated Brussels sprouts because my grandma gave them to him out of a can and he would never eat Brussels sprout again. And then once my mom introduced him to him and roasting them and steaming them and cooking them differently, now he loves them. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of approaching it in that way as well. Maybe 
the um, kids don't love asparagus raw. Maybe let's try a grill with a, a yummy little like nut crumble or dressing to dip it in. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I so agree. And I feel like I feel like literally this just happened with my daughter and like sweet peppers. You know, we've had sweet peppers for years and years and years. And she's always been like, oh, like even if it's in a soup, like I don't, I don't want those peppers. In. Or, you know, she, I don't even know if she would say like specifically the peppers, just like, what is this in the soup? And I don't like that part. But then I was chopping them up one day, like the little ones, actually, um, the little sweet peppers you can buy. And she's like, can I just taste that? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm not going to say no. Right. Absolutely. And then. And then all of a sudden she's like, yeah, I like these, you know, so it, you know, it is, you never know like when it's going to happen, but if you continually keep exposing, it might happen eventually, you know? So it's like, don't lose hope. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it also, I think it's important, um, with like kind of snack time as well. That's kind of a fun way to introduce new fruits and vegetables, make a delicious hummus and cut up a bunch of, have a bunch of cut up veggies on hand and have them use that to dip, you know, like whether it be jicama or radishes or things like that, it still gets them in that mindset of something new. Oh, you know, that's a good idea to put jicama on the vegetable plate. I never thought about that. So, so if those who don't know, what is jicama, first of all? (laughs) So jicama, it looks kind of funny. It's, it's like this big I'm trying to explain. It's like a big brown circle. It kind of is in the shape of a grapefruit, but it has a brown skin. It's white on the inside. It's, I absolutely love it. It's a delicious fibrous vegetable um, that it actually has a lot of water content. So the texture reminds you a little bit of watermelon, but it doesn't taste like watermelon. And it literally doesn't have much flavor. So you can I love to roast it. I love eating it raw. You can throw it into tacos. Um, it really takes on whatever spice or dip or anything you put on it. Um, I actually just kind of snack on it by itself sometimes. Mm. Um, but it's a nutrient dense, it's prebiotic. So it's great for your gut, but it's just a fun one to add in. Um, I, I use it as tortillas sometimes. So oh. it's kind of fun new ways to use veggies. Okay. So those people who are listening, that is, you know, go on a mission to find that veggie in your produce department, right? Like that would be the the, the task here. Yeah. Every produce department has it. It's normally, um, kind of, it can be by the tropical fruits Mm. and vegetables. It's normally in that section. Yeah. Sometimes it seems like I found it like near peppers and stuff too. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it kind of depends on like, I, I could tell you every grocery store where it is, but that would take a whole podcast. So yeah, I know, right? Like, so yeah. So, but it's more fun. Like that's the process, right? Like get your kids to go with you exactly. to the store and, um, you know, they're always begging to pick out something, right? Like that's the whole mission of the kids going to the grocery store. Like, you know, not maybe when they're little and they're just picking everything off the shelf, but when they're more school aged and like they go because they want you to buy them something. <laughs> Yes. And instead of having them candy at the checkout, I'll have them pick up produce. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then you can get to explore it together and, and that's so fun to, you know, add the variety and, and, um, 
you know, you were talking about all the different hummuses and stuff. And that made me think, you know, a good way. Um, and now, of course, you know, my daughter is has has a weird action just talking about this the other day. She always loved that the beet hummus was pink when she was little. Yes. yes. You know, and so that's just another fa- fun way. She ate it because it was pink. You know? Absolutely. I make um, I make a I call it my sneaky hummus. It's a pizza hummus, but it's no beans. It's made with cauliflower. So it's like a sneaky veggie hummus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's like got that red kind of orangey hue and the kids love it. Yeah. You know, and so it's just simple, simple things like, like that, just to add a lot of variety and to make those plates more colorful and, you know, I, my husband is really big into like the colorful plates thing. And he's always commenting on that. Um, he grew up with a huge garden though. I mean, literally he told me the other day that he would eat like raw potatoes. And I was like, okay, that's borderline, honey. That's kind of gross. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's big into like all those colors on your plate coming together and looking so nice because, you know, like you said, it goes back to that, that senses thing you know like even as adults like we're eating with our eyes first absolutely so colorful that's so appealing right absolutely (laughs) yeah so okay so we have simple we have approachable we have variety and then the o stands for organized and um so how are you how are you know we've talked about this like stocking the pantry that's a great way to organize things are there other tips and areas of of the kitchen to to be organized with to make it kind of streamlined you know healthy meals absolutely so what i like to do is i like to have um people designate zones so what i like to call like one one, you can do a cabinet or an area in your kitchen. Like if you're a coffee person, put all your coffee stuff right next to each other. If um, it's according to as cooking, I have someone designate a prep ca- um, cabinet. So that's where all their mixing bowls are. That's where they're measuring cups. That's where this, your par- parchment paper is. Like those things you need to prep. Mm. And then I I tell them to do another cabinet that is um, your cookware. So your pots and pans and those types of things. That's baking sheets. That's one. And then another one, you have all your baking needs. So your pie pans, your cupcake tins and all of that. And then another, the, the last one is your storage um, cabinet where you keep your um, meal prep storage or your jars. We're all basically the the cabinet that can tend to be always a mess because it has all the lids and everything but oh, yeah that that one that always all everything falls out when I open it especially near the end yeah. of the week when it's time for me to go yeah. shopping yeah. yes so that's why I like to help people designate it because it kind of gives you that mindset instead of having to go from one cupboard to the other to get oh I need the the spice from this but I'm baking so I need to get the vanilla from this it, it just kind of puts everything all in one area. So you only have to get everything out of that one cupboard, put it all back in, and you're not going to six different cupboards, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, because I think that, um, is overwhelming as well. Right. Um, 
when you look at, you know, maybe a recipe you're making or something and you're just like, oh my gosh, like what, how, what did I even do? You know, <laughs> but yeah. if you have it all nice and organized, you know, you're going to feel a little more confident. I think, you know, that's a great thing about organization. It does help us feel more confident, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'm not necessarily saying you have to organize like, you know, it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be or just interest worthy. It just has to, you kind of want to keep everything in their own zones so that you're not, and it also helps with the cleanup as well, I feel. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, like getting those kids in the kitchen and helping, you know, if, if you say, Hey, go over to that cabinet and uh, let's get out all the bowls, they're going to know where that is. And it's going to be a little better to give direction as well. You know, if the thought of having your kids stress you out in the kitchen, you know, having it a little more organized in zones, like you said, um, I love that, you know, can, can help streamline that a little better, streamline that better as well. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so are there any like, um, refrigerator organization like that we should have, or, um, is that pretty self-explanatory? I think that what I love to do in the fridge is, so of course, like we've talked about, you eat with your eyes, but I also think when you open your fridge, you should be excited. (laughs) I think all the colors and everything, uh, what I love to do is, so that middle shelf, I love to keep that. And this is also a thing I love to help people do to help reduce waste as well. Um, Leftovers at eye level. So you, you know exactly what you have and make sure you label them as well. So you know what, what's going bad soon or what's not, but that way you get it used up. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a great tip. And then I also, this for the pantry and the fridge, but for the kids eye level, that's where I love to keep all of like the fruits and kind of vegetables and things like that. Cause a, that's what they can grab and B, if that's what they see all the time, I feel that that's what you start to crave in a way. That's such a good tip because, um, and I think other moms out there will agree your kid, especially, I don't know, my daughter maybe will search a little bit more and I'm not trying to say this is just a boy thing, but my son can literally open the fridge and like, where, where's the muffins, mom? And they'll be like right there on the top of the shelf. And I'll be like, like right, right there. So like, you know, me even thinking through my head, like, okay, maybe moving those, those banana nut muffins that he likes to the eye level, then he's going to be more like, instead of just like, I don't see him shut the fridge and I'm going to go find something, um, you know, less healthy to eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And perfect. I also love, um, the, oh my gosh, I forget what they're called, but you use them in your bathroom and like you can, the turntable, what's it called? Oh, yeah. I love you. I love keeping those on the um, top shelf of the fridge. And that's where you can kind of keep your comments or things and kind of just spin it around and grab what you need. Oh, that is such a good idea. I love that tip. Oh my gosh. So many great, great tips. Um, that, oh, so many good tips. I haven't been just thinking about how I need to reorganize my fridge now. <laughs> so the last letter and saver, so simple, approachable, variety, organized and then recipes. And I think this is a big one um, for a lot of people because they're like, what, what do I even make? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, for me, what I love to do, of course, find the food um, that you love to eat 
but give you healthier versions of them. Mm. And I really also love to give people template recipes um, that you can kind of mix and match to what you want. So for instance, say you wanted to, um, I, I'll give a template for a soup. The base of a great soup is a broth, broth whether you home make it or buy it, and you'll saute the aromatics, normally like onions, celery, um, carrots, and then you can change up the flavors to whatever vegetables you want. So now it's time. So you, you want to make an asparagus or you want to make it like a carrot ginger soup. You can kind of, based off the template I give, change things up as well as for dinner, like sheet pan dinners, I feel like is like winner, winner, <laughs> like a yeah. dinner. Um, so you get whatever vegetables you want, toss them in, say you wanted to do a curry night, toss them in a red curry paste with whatever vegetables you want. And you want to keep the, the night plant based, throw in a couple cans of chickpeas that have been dried off, roast that on the cookie sheet. And then right when you take it out of the onion, zest some lime with some fresh herbs. And there you go. Or say you want to go um, to Italy one night and instead of doing the uh, curries, you're going to do Italian flavors and do, maybe do change up the vegetables, roasted eggplant and peppers and things like that. And maybe cook up a grain and kind of, you know what I mean? Kind of have, yeah. have a tomato sauce as your sauce and those types of things if that yeah, I love that idea of the template recipes because then I think people will feel like they have a recipe, but, um, you know, it's not so strict that, you know, if they don't like one ingredient, then it's going to be a total loss and they're not going to be able to do it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I also think that like, just keeping it full, like it, it making making a pot of tomato sauce, homemade tomato sauce, and to just amp up that kind of rainbow effect a little bit, saute a bunch of veggies and throw that the sauce. And the kids sometimes won't even know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And top it, with, top it with some fresh herbs and have fun with the pasta. Do half noodles, zoodles, or make spaghetti squash, or even do some turnips and zoodle those, you know, ch change up kind of the flavors so that they can kind of not only get different textures and flavors, but enjoy it in a different way. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of like that um, combining something they already like spaghetti sauce with like something new. Yeah. So it's like, not everything is new you're presenting. It's like, well, there's only this, this one new vegetable to get used to, you know? So, you know, we're combining that with what we already like. And so then it becomes a little more approachable, right? <laughs> exactly. And like for kids too, what I also love to do for some meals is do taco night or pizza night and use like eggplant as the pizza crust instead of doing an actual pizza crust and letting them top their own and then just throwing it in the oven or under the broiler for a few minutes or making like... Uh, roasting a bunch of baked potatoes and then having a bunch of fun toppings so they can add toppings on top of that to let them use their creativity as well. 
Yeah, yeah. It adds in a lot of variety and then everybody kind of walks away happy. You feel good as a mom. The kids feel good about what they ate. And it's just like you just said, it's a win-win, right? (laughs) Exactly. So tell me more about how, um, like about your your coaching um, program and how you are helping women do this. Is it like a group coaching? Is it one-on-one? Um, how are you, how are you working with people? If, um, someone was interested in learning more, you know, as a busy mom and they're like, I'm so tired of being frustrated about this dinner time. And I just want to figure out how to, you know, make this more fun and easy and get my family to make some better food choices. Can you speak a little bit about your, your program? Absolutely. Um, so right now it's mainly one-on-one. I am doing a few workshops for a few companies. Oh. Uh, that's more group based, but, um, the, for one-on-one, I basically break it down to, um, we start out with like what I like to call a pantry perch. So a pantry kitchen purge, where we break everything down, get all of the kind of processed foods and everything that the foods that harm our bodies and we don't really shouldn't have in our homes and kitchens, get those out, get you stocked and prepared with all good and delicious, vibrant, nutrient dense food in your home. And then really teach you how to meal plan and meal prep and keep an inventory of what you have on hand and help you reduce waste and really find the foods that you and uh, that your family love. And then just build back that um, love of cooking. And also, and if maybe if you never had the love of cooking, you'll start enjoying it and get back to the family dinners that aren't so rushed, but are enjoyed and kind of really build memories and conversations that not only around the food, but I think I feel like that connection of family is sometimes lost and get the memories that last a lifetime. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love how you are helping, you know, um, families focus on that too. And I'm a huge believer and I'd love, um, all of us eating around the dinner table at night, you know, um, when, when we can, you know, most nights we do. And I, I love that time around the, you know, table of just talking and catching up from the day. And I think that's so important as well as just helping families be able to, like you said, meal prep and to learn all of that, you know, long gone are the days when um, people went to home ec. So it's like, where, where are they learning that? Well, well, we aren't right. And so if you didn't maybe grow up with a mom who did that, then odds are, you know, you're probably not going to do it either. But, you know, if you want to, then where do you start, right? Well, you start with your program, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's it. That's another thing, too. If my clients aren't too comfortable cooking in the kitchen as well, uh, that gets me super excited because I, I, I'll do one-on-one cooking lessons with them and really kind of help them break down um, and even teach you how to, right, when you get home from the grocery store, rinse all those fruits and vegetables off, let them dry cut up a few so you have it ready to grab on the go throughout the week. And that's one less step you have to make. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. So do you do those cooking lessons just over Zoom? Like anybody anywhere could could do yes. that? Yes. That's so yeah, awesome. We do. And it could be a one-time thing. We can we can break it down to if you want to eat more vegetarian or more 
cook fish or whatever your dietary needs are. Um, I ha- I'm all about whatever you want to eat. I'm just about eating the rainbow. So as, as long as you want to eat the rainbow and cook more and healthy, nutrient-dense foods, I am on board to help. Oh, well that, yeah, I love that. Um, you have that part of that, like, let's get, let's do this together because I think that can be a roadblock as well. Right. So you're like, Hey, let's just break down all these roadblocks and get rid of them. You know, like I can teach you how to do that. I'll teach you how to meal prep. I'll teach you, you know, what to do when you get home from the grocery store. It's like, you have it laid out so nicely that it's like a no brainer, right? Like let's, let's do this. Let's, let's stop being a short order cook moms and let's get in the kitchen and build that variety and um, just build that family dinner time back up and make it a not stressful thing, right? Absolutely. And that's the worst part is I feel like when you're so stressed out making dinner and then you go to eat dinner, you can't even enjoy it because you can't even relax. You know what I mean? Right, right. Or like you became that short order cook and then you're sitting down and your food's cold, right? Exactly. Exactly. Or you can don't even have them because the kids are already done eating and they want to go shower or bath and you've taken two bites. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Oh man. What was it? That line in um, a Christmas story where the little kid says, um, you know, that, ah, Ralphie, he's like, my mom hasn't ate a warm dinner. And he like says for like, it's like been years and years and years. So we don't want that moms. We don't want to be that mom that doesn't have a warm day. Absolutely not. And we don't want moms to have to, we don't want you eating the leftovers off the kids' plates either. (laughs) Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Don't get into that habit, right? (laughs) Don't get into that. No, no, no. The food should be enjoyed. Yeah, for sure. Totally agree with that. And I just, I love that. I love this. Um, mission you're on to help savor the kitchen and where can people learn more about your program and how they can, you know, work with you one-on-one. Uh, SavorTheKitchen.com under the work with me tab that is available. And then also my Instagram is at Danielle underscore Christy underscore. And I try and I pretty much post a recipe almost every day. So on there, and then my website, I send out a tip Tuesday and a wellness Wednesday email. If you're interested and want to subscribe there as well as a new recipe a week on there. Oh, fun. So, so many ways to get these tips, to learn more, to, you know, sign up, get the kitchen in order. And just, um, you know, I just love the mission that you're on to help families enjoy the kitchen and dinner time and food even more because, you know, Um, speaking from experience, you know, it can be stressful. And I love that you're helping, you know, moms and families overcome those obstacles. So we're going to link all of your information in the show notes. So people know where to find you. They know how to get started and they know how to start savoring the kitchen. So thank you so much, Danielle, for coming on today and sharing all of this wonderful information. I had so much fun, Sarah. Thank you so much. And thank you for all you do. Um, it was such a pleasure and I'm hoping to just help as many families and mamas as possible. So I appreciate your time. I loved when Danielle said, look at your plate and count the colors, not the calories. What a great tip and also a great way to visualize and really 
see what we are eating. It really puts it in the mind's eye, right? From making things simple in the kitchen to organize your kitchen into zones, I loved that. I loved how Danielle is making meal planning, cooking, and dinner time very approachable for busy families. And I think that's key, making it approachable. It doesn't have to be something we stress about. I would love to know what new fruit or veggie also you will be picking out at the store this week. So be sure to connect with me on any social platform at Bad to the Bowl and let me know. Maybe you'll try jicama. Also, as a reminder, you can find all the show notes and how you can learn more about working with Danielle so you can savor your own kitchen. You can learn about that over on our sponsored blog, badtothebull.com forward slash 40. Again, that's badtothebull.com forward slash 40. Thanks again for listening.